for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kellador. How's it going today, Kel? Hey, Tom. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited. I felt really bad because I think I left you in our, you kind of got lost in our thread of uh, podcast requests that uh, <laughs> we kind of have. And I think originally we were going to try and have you on from your last single release. And then just time got away from us. And I was like, oh, and then uh, Anna put in another podcast request. I was like, all right, we'll get her this time. We'll make it happen. You know, it happens. I'm glad we're here. You know, I'm excited about this next single too. So awesome. Awesome. It's good. Like I said, I'm really excited to have you here. Um, For anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time, what's uh, kind of take an opportunity to introduce yourself and uh, what's your uh, background? Yeah, totally. So I'm Kellador. I am a singer songwriter, pop artist based in Los Angeles. And originally I'm from Denver, Colorado though. So that's kind of where I got my start with music. I started writing music and really writing songs like little, you know, songs from a young age and yeah, just grew up kind of performing at different little shows, especially with my sister. And then, um, you know, once I kind of was trying to figure out what to do with my life and growing up and all of that fun stuff. I went and got a degree in economics and I started working in business. Um, but after, you know, some time just music was calling to me and I was like, I've got to get back into this. So I yeah. <laughs> decided to, you know, more seriously write songs and release music and, um, I have two songs out. I have my third single coming, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I just, I love really to um, share my music to just connect with people. And my goal, which, you know, you let me know if I'm achieving it is, is making music that helps kind of feed the soul, you know, Mm -hmm. music that's helps kind of connect with people beyond just the entertainment value. I mean, of course the entertainment value is fun, but um, really it's, it's there to, to warm your heart. So that's me for sure that's awesome i've been to denver once i was like 17 so i don't really remember much of the the trip to denver but yeah it's uh that's awesome how and yeah at what point did you end up going out to california uh moving out to la i actually just hit my one year mark yesterday so i know it's crazy i was like oh my gosh how did it already hit a year but um i love it it's it's good mixing it up and I definitely don't miss the cold winters. Maybe there will come a day that I do, but right now I'm enjoying the mild weather. <laughs> you will not ever miss. I grew so I grew up in Chicago and I oh. haven't lived in Chicago in 10 years and I do not miss the winters. You're whatsoever. done. I'm I'm good. I'm actually trying to find ways to move even further south because the winters we get here in Waco, it's like yeah, I'm kind of good on these ones too. I want to move further south. So, how cold does it get in Waco in the in the winter? Well, we usually get one like big storm a year. Like, I mean, it'll 
it doesn't get Denver cold or like yeah. Chicago cold, but it still gets pretty cold. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. But we get like one big snowstorm a year and it shuts down the city for a week. And Oh man. That's about it. <laughs> so. Well, we both escaped it. We escaped it, yes. but you know, always yes. will have a special place in my heart for the snowy winters. <laughs> yep. And actually, we got a one one of the guys that I work with. I work for a TV station. He's actually moving to Denver on Friday. So, wow, so. it's a good place. I mean, I love Denver. There's so many amazing music venues out there, like Red Rocks. It's it's a good place. So, for sure, for sure. Um, so, kind of taking a step back into your music, uh, who was like the first person to introduce you to the idea of playing music? You know, I think it was probably my voice coach slash choir coach when I was in like fourth grade, because my sister and I, we were doing like elementary school choir, like all those little children's chorale stuff. Um, and our choir teacher, we found out offered voice lessons and we were lucky enough to be able to do that. And, you know, with that came like the little recitals and, and the school talent shows and all of that. And so I think that was the first time we kind of got introduced. In fact, one of my like main core memories of performing is singing wicked with my sister. Um, what's the song? I have to remember it. Loathing unadulterated. What is that? I've one? never, I've never seen wicked. So I don't know. <laughs> If you've watched Wicked, you'll know what that song is. So um, I'm drawing a blank, but we yeah. performed that song and um, we both wore these like dresses. She wore like a yellow one mm. to be Glinda. And yeah. I think I wore a pink one just because I love pink and mm. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was good kind of exposure to performing because I had my sister next to me and it was um, definitely memorable. Yeah, for sure. And at this time you were just like singing, you weren't really playing guitar or any instruments yet at this point. Right, right. So I didn't start playing guitar till I was in high school actually. And the first time I played with like a live band was um, with some friends in high school. They, they had like a little band and we ended up crashing a couple songs at a dance where we kind of sang live and it was it was a good time. So that ignited the fire, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so when you started playing guitar at that point, were you still do? Well, obviously, you were still doing cover or bringing in covers and whatnot. But uh, what kind of music were you playing at the time? Were you still doing more Broadway stuff, or what were you kind of playing at the time? So at the time, I kind of switched over to like country slash pop. Um, I grew up listening to like Shania Twain and just a lot of country stuff, but I also loved, you know, Hillary Duff and, and all of, you know, Cascada and all of that. So I kind of did a mixture of both, a lot of covers. I think I was a little too shy maybe to perform my own stuff or just, I didn't have the confidence yet to perform mm -hmm. my own music. And also I'm such a perfectionist that I was like, Oh, like it's not ready, you know? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until probably college that I started sharing some of my own stuff originals. Yeah. Gotcha. And what was kind of the tipping point in college that you were like, okay, I'm ready to start sharing some of this original music. You know, I think it was just step-by-step step and I was improving my songwriting skills. I think I had gotten to a point where I was like, Oh, I have like a full song. If you're a songwriter and you know, like how many songs you start, but don't actually finish. So I think it was at the point where I started actually finishing songs that I was mm -hmm. like, okay, 
I can do this. Gotcha. Gotcha. And at what, or when did you kind of start, were you always writing your own music from the moment you started like playing or when did that kind of start to creep into your creative outlet? Yeah. You know, I think, um, like I said earlier, I just started writing from literally ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So it was something I always kind of did for fun. Like just the classic story sitting in your bedroom, uh, for a while I would kind of mess around on the piano cause I didn't know guitar yet and took like a few piano yeah. like lessons for a few years and then I quit and I'm mad I quit. But, <laughs> um, so I would kind of pluck around on the piano or just like songs in my head, but I would, I remember like as a kid laying in bed at night and just hearing symphonies almost yeah. in my head. And I was just like, ah, I like want to capture that. How do you do that? Um, so kind of fast forward, I actually started to learn how to produce myself mm. and was making some demos using like splice, which is a tool online. You're smiling. So I'm sure you <laughs> know what I'm yep. talking about. Yep, yep. Um, but they were really bad. And I just realized my strength is in songwriting, not producing. I could spend tons of time getting good at it, but I just was like, I need to pivot. So, mm. um, started working with my current producer, um, which is when I finally felt like, okay, this is at the quality where I'm ready to release. Yep. And with those releases comes that confidence of performing, you know, the finished product. Yeah. I got you. I was, that was going to be my next question was why did you, or what was the tipping point for releasing music? Cause it seems like there's a little bit of a gap from when you started writing your own music to releasing your own music. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I, like I said, kind of did some of my own production stuff. I did start working with other producers as well, where, you know, just collaborations here and there. I worked with a guy from Montreal who's really talented. Um, but it wasn't until my current stuff that I felt like this is how I want to show up as an artist. This is how I want to, you know, be seen and, and be heard. But also I felt like it was the, the quality that was ready for people mm. to kind of consume. Um, and, and I think there's many paths though, you know, some people, they just throw something up on YouTube and it works. Yeah. I was never that person. I yeah. just was like, I want it to be exactly what I want. So, yeah. yeah. And how much did the uh, pandemic kind of play into all this? Were you looking to start releasing before the <laughs> pandemic? Or I can kind of tell by the laugh, there's a little bit of a story behind this. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. The pandemic, I feel like everyone has a story about how it kind of changed their life. And, and I think I, I had been, you know, pursuing the idea of music more seriously, but I just didn't really know how to get from point A to point B. And then I think really when the pandemic hit was when I was like, okay, this is what really fulfills me. This is what makes me happy. And I need to just go for it. So that was a pivotal moment of just kind of defining, you know, was I going to do this as just a hobby and just something that, was you know a creative outlet yeah. or was this something that i was gonna really go for yeah. um so it was it actually in 2020 um it's funny like sometimes you put things out into the universe and then they come back around it was in 2020 that i was like okay i'm ready to level up mm -hmm. and i actually um my producer someone from his team scouted me that year and yeah. that's when we started kind of the discussions and you know all yeah. of that so and at this time, you're still living in Denver, right? I was actually in Utah at that point. Okay. So I yeah. grew up in Denver. I lived mm -hmm. in Utah for a little bit mm -hmm. and then um, moved here. Yeah. Gotcha. Whereabouts in uh, Utah? Um, so like, I don't know if you've heard of Lehigh. It's like mm -hmm. south of Salt Lake City. Yeah. 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 So 
I go to, we, before the pandemic, we used to go to uh, Utah. We tried to go every other year because we didn't want to like oversaturate ourselves, but we used, to go, <laughs> um, we used to go to Salt Lake City and then Provo. And every once in a while, we'd go where the um, Park City, yeah, Park City, that's the name. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Do you ski or snowboard or anything like that? No, we we would just go to Park City because it was like the place everybody said you had to go. So yeah, I mean, there's so much to do up there, but I would say, you know, growing up in Denver and also having lived in Utah with I snowboard Mm -hmm. and I will say like, I love snowboarding in Denver, but it's so much more accessible in Mm. Utah because it's like, you're right along the range. Whereas in Denver, you have to like shuttle in, but um, that was another thing, you know, Side note, I I do remember like snowboarding growing up and just like singing. I would just sing while I went <laughs> down the slope. That's, that's <laughs> but you should try it. You you should try skiing or snowboarding sometime. It's it's nice. good. I I, have, I will. You know, driving through Utah though, my favorite place is Moab. Like just oh. every time we go through there, it's like I just want to spend the weekend here. Call my buddies from school. Be like, yo, bring your dirt bikes. Bring your bring your everything. Oh. And we're going to get in some trouble. Let's do this. And (laughs) it's a very inspiring place for those of you who may like go look up pictures if you're Mm -hmm. listening, because it's like the red arches and just like, it's stunning. It's so beautiful. I keep kept, there was a good two years where it's like, if I could move anywhere, I'd probably move to Moab. And then it was just, then I got introduced to Nashville (laughs) and I was like, no, I think Nashville is probably the smarter play to make. So. Yeah, I mean, everyone has to decide, you know, yeah. depending on their life. But for sure. And so you were living in uh, Lehigh in Utah. Were you recording in Utah or were you going out to L.A. to record? I was flying oh, yeah. out to L.A. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was doing a lot of songwriting and a lot of sessions mm-hmm. in Utah with other producers there. I was doing some virtual sessions with producers across wherever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like my final kind of yeah. project stuff was flying out to LA. So luckily it's not too, too far. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm just, did you go to school out in Utah, out in Lehigh? Yes. To, okay. Yes, I did. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, people hear like, Oh wow, you, you know, have your degree in economics and all yeah. this stuff. And I even, I'm like, yeah, why I do that? But I did also, I graduated early from high school and mm. college. So I think I was just kind of on that like traditional track of, get things yeah. done, move on with, you know, your career. And, um, but yeah, I think it's a, a good lesson for me to learn or it was of, you know, listen to your gut, <laughs> listen, yeah, sure. listen to your gut. But also I think because I did that, it definitely set me up in a place where now I can do all of this stuff. And that's, oh, yeah. um, something I'm really grateful for. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting. Cause I often talk to, uh, a lot of people that are indecisive about what they want to do, whether it's if they want to go into music or, you know, whatever it is. And they keep asking me if they should go to school and get that degree. And it's like, look, if you're this indecisive, like, cause most of the time <laughs> I'll talk to people that say they know hundred percent, they want to be a musician. This is what they want to do. It's like, okay, bypass school, try music for two or three years. And guess what? You'll still only be 21 if music doesn't work out. Totally. Yeah. But if you're indecisive and you don't know what music's, if you don't know music's your thing or whatever, go to school, get your degree. You'll be out by the time you're 22. 
assuming you're not an idiot like I am, because <laughs> I did not graduate college by the time I was 22, just putting that in the ethos. Um, but still, you'll have that degree. And if you decide after school, okay, I'm ready to, I want to give music a try. Cool. Go for it. You know, so there's definitely. Yeah. Well, even then, I will say, like, I think things are changing a lot, even with degrees. And I know a ton of people who, you know, they took a long time to even get their degree because, but, but I also think that it's just changing. So, you know, you just got to, everyone's got to figure it out. You know, when you're 18, like no one really knows who they are yet. (laughs) That that is a fact. That is very much a fact. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So you, about a year ago, you moved out to LA and that's right around the same time that you started releasing music. Yes. It kind of all unfolded around the same time. Yeah. Um, What kind of went into the thought process of starting to release your own music? Yeah. So I think it, you know, again, timing is everything. And for me being out in LA, I was feeling very inspired, um, just kind of the energy of being here and just, I love change. I'm a person who craves change. And so I think that just kind of snowballed into me feeling like, okay, yeah, now, now's the right time. Um, I had a lot of other projects and, you know, still have a lot of other projects in the works. So it was like, okay, this is a good time to kind of pilot my first single, um, I have a bunch of other stuff in the works. And now, you know, I released happy again, um, earlier this summer and I'm about to release still a child. I have mm-hmm. even more music on the way. So, um, it's, it just kind of timing just worked out in that way. Yeah, yeah for sure. So let's, we're, I, I want to talk about fool for the pain really quick. Cause that was your first single. And then yes. we'll, uh, jump into child again, which is, uh, your next your upcoming. So, yes. Yep. That's, uh, why did you choose uh fool for the pain to be kind of your first statement as a musician? You know, I think it was when I first heard the cut that my producer sent me after like we had been writing sessions and he sent me, I listened to it in my car and I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I want it to be. (laughs) And that song's cool because it kind of explores like the duality that we all have in ourselves Mm -hmm. and just in life in general. And, um, it's kind of about, you know, some of my own, you know, toxic history I've had in relationships with different people. It's, it's also about, you know, family members and books I've read none, no one song is related to one specific thing. Every line has like a different influence, but I think it was kind of like this song that had been in me for years that I just needed to get out. And some of my first music is a lot of that. Just like, this is what I need to say and get out. Um, and full for the pain really was just kind of exploring that, um, topic that had been weighing on my heart. For sure. It's a really good song. I had a chance to listen to it along with everything else that was kind of sent to me and I really enjoy the song. So it's, I I definitely wanted to touch on that one, especially with it being the first single. And it's always kind of interesting to listen to why musicians, especially when they're still really young in their career, as far as like the amount of music they release and whatnot, why they choose the certain songs that they choose. So that's, yeah. Well, and another thing I thank you. Thank you so much. But another thing that's kind of fun about that song, it's kind of a dark gothic pop sound. And when people meet me, I'm very 
bubbly and yeah. they're like, wait, what? You know, that was you. So I liked that it was kind of surprising and setting the tone of like, Hey, this is me. I'm Kelador. I'm, you know, um, there's more than meets the eye, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And so then kind of fast forwarding here into 2022, you've already got a single out that you released earlier this summer and you've got a new single coming out here in exactly 10 days. Yes. Uh, Still a child. (laughs) Uh, I'm very interested by all the visual elements that you have out, like all the photos that I was sent and then the uh, actually getting a chance to listen to the song, seeing the, um, on the YouTube link thing that I was sent the, the, like the visual the artwork. Yeah. yeah the artwork. Uh-huh. There you go. That's um, what's for the, for everybody that's uh, going to go listen to it. What's kind of the story behind still a child. So this song is so special to me. Um, it really is very nostalgic and I actually was inspired because I was going through my email and I found this video literally that my sister sent of me on like, the photo booth Mac app. Do you know what I'm talking yep. about? Yep, yep. And I was like singing into the camera and just like so cool. And I just thought I was, I was like wearing my PJs and I had braids all in my hair. And I just like, I felt like I was a star, but also underneath the surface, as I'm watching this, I could see like how insecure I was as this young girl, like trying to be cool, but not being totally sure of herself yet. And it just like inspired this kind of idea that like, I'm still that little girl in so many ways. And that who we are is always inside of us. And as I brought this concept to my producer and co-writer, we were kind of talking about like, just this idea of the journey of finding yourself is a journey of returning to yourself. Mm. And as much as, you know, I I even mentioned earlier in this podcast, like when you're 18, you don't really know who you are, but like, I do feel like it's crazy how you can look at a kid and be like, that is who they are. Like unapologetically, they're come with this personality just imbued in them. And it's amazing. So anyway, this song um, was inspired by that moment of being like, whoa, that's kind of who I am, but also reflecting on just how life hits you. And, you know, when you're an adult and you're figuring things out and you're growing up, it's like, sometimes we don't, or at least for me, you know, we don't feel equipped to, to address these things. And so the song is called still a child. And it's, it's like just that I'm still a child. (laughs) Very, very self-aware song. That's, you know, it's like I said, I'd gotten a chance to listen to it and I really enjoyed it. And I, got had an opportunity to actually go back and like listen to what was being said and i 100 agree like that's everything that i took away from it um for this single how long have you been sitting on this song or how long has it been kind of percolating in your brain as far as like r- actually writing it and producing it and stuff? yeah i would say the idea i want to say it sparked maybe January or February of this year. It's funny because I have other songs done that I haven't released yet. But once I had this song idea, I was like, this is the next release. And so I, I love, you know, the future releases will be great as well. But this kind of came to fruition pretty quickly where I had the idea in maybe February, um, was finishing up some other projects. And then we started working on it. And I think maybe finish it within two months, um, which is quick 
in yeah, yeah. the industry <laughs> um, and then sent it off to mixing and everything. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool song and I I've actually been able to play it live a few times. I just played it at the water lantern festival in LA. I am posting a vlog on my YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but it's, it's fun to play it live too. Cause it's just, it's very much like connecting with my inner child and kind of encouraging the listener to like reflect and think about like who, who they really are too, you know? Yeah, 100%. I was just going to, that was going to, it's like, you know, my interviewing style or something. I was gonna ask, <laughs> how often do you get a, or how often do you like to road test your music before you release it? Is it something that you obviously like starting releasing your music it during the pandemic, it, you know, kind of throws a bump in the roads, but as yeah. far as like moving forward, do you want to see yourself like playing music out live before you release it? Or where do you kind of sit in that realm of things? Yeah. I, I think I'm definitely in that camp of mm -hmm. like playing it live, just seeing how it goes, like getting, it's always good to get a sense for like yeah. how the audience is receiving it. Um, and that's something too, you know, the more I have played live, I think about how is a song that I'm writing yeah. going to be live because like full for the pain. I love, I don't think it's the best live song yeah. because it's not a message. People are like ready to shout, mm -hmm. but still a child is like something everyone can shout, you know? So, um, I think, I think it's, you know, every song serves a different purpose and that's okay. But yeah, I definitely love to just play anything so if, if anyone ever comes to my shows like you'll probably get spoilers <laughs> nice. that's awesome and that's a really interesting perspective that you had about applying playing a song that's getting ready or like a new song playing it out live and applying it to the next song i've never really heard anybody doing that usually it's the reverse where they let they go play a song out and let it just kind of naturally mature itself. So if like mm. in your head, it's, oh, this song's an upbeat, high energy number, but then the crowd starts reacting it to it differently and you just kind of naturally chill it out. It, I call it the, um, that thing you do effect. Oh. Have you have you ever seen that movie or the play where? Yeah. It, yeah. So it's, uh, that, that was an interesting thing that I took away from that movie, but. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there is a lot of merit there. Just like they go in with one idea for a song and then they go out and play it. And it's like, no, this is a up-tempo number. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me too, you know, one of my goals as a songwriter and as an artist is like, I always want to be topping myself. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be, what is the next song going to, um, do just personally for me? How am I going to push myself? Self and challenge myself. Mm. And I want every single song to be better than the last. Yeah. And so I think that's a good goal too. like, just in general for artists in today's day and age, where it's so easy to get sucked into yeah. comparison or, or whatever. And, um, just like always looking and striving for that improvement of your art and of your, um, craft. <laughs> so, for sure. yeah. For sure. Uh, so still a child, you've got a lot of artwork out for it, a lot of photos and a lot of visual uh, elements for it. Are you working on a music video for this or where are you kind of at in that camp? Yeah, so I actually was talking to a friend who works mm -hmm. at WME, which is one of the largest, yeah. if not the largest talent booking agency in the world. So for those of you who don't know, they book like 
tours for comedians and athletes and musicians and authors. Um, he was saying, and like, I, I was planning on doing these music videos, but after talking to him, he kind of changed my mind because he was saying, um, he's in some meetings with people who are saying independent artists are, um, investing a little too much too soon in music videos. And he's like, the days of MTV are gone. And so while I do think some, you know, some songs could earn a music video where Mm -hmm. maybe it explodes and it gets enough traction where it's like, Oh yeah, people are going to watch this then go for it. But he was saying, um, now they're kind of seeing a lot of independent artists focusing on these like short visualizers that are artistic and cool and obviously designed for social media, vertical videos. So um, I actually just filmed one um, last month for happy again. So I'll be pushing those out soon. It's still kind of in post-production and then for still a child, um, we're in kind of the development stage. Mm. I think we'll be filming this month, some really cool visuals that go along with kind of the concept and still have some form of that narrative storytelling, but are a little bit more consumable. Um, especially again, you know, this is my third single. I'm still kind of establishing my brand presence. And so, um, it's fun to find ways to do that, that are cost-effective, but also very creative and still showcasing your art and complementing the song with those visuals. Yeah, for sure. And I think to kind of piggyback off of that, I think I've seen a lot of musicians kind of focusing more on doing like the live performance videos, like do it, whether they're like on album or on Spotify, their music is a bit more produced and, you know, yeah, like that. I see a lot of musicians taking a step back and doing more stripped back acoustic versions and that stuff definitely works. But I, it's interesting that you brought up the whole thing about the music video. Cause it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Like MTV's not here. Like, yes, YouTube is still a thing, but yeah, to get found on YouTube is still a not an easy feat unless you're like already well established. So right, and and that was another thing we were talking about. Like, you know, obviously Beyonce can do whatever she wants because she has the audience and the eyes and the fans already. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a different world we're living in. But I do also think it probably depends on your genre. You know, I was talking to another producer of mine about kind of this idea and he does a lot of hip hop and rap Mm -hmm. and he's kind of in that world. And he was like, no, like he didn't agree with me. And I was like, yeah, well, I guess, you know, different genres might have a different approach, but um, you just got to find what works for you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you got your third single dropping and you'd mentioned that you have more music on the way. Are you kind of following this new pattern of musicians where like singles are kind of where the bread and butter is, or do you see yourself working towards an album? Where are you kind of there? So currently I'm working towards an EP, mm-hmm. but um, you're exactly right. You know, I think in today's day and age to, just kind of keep momentum going. I think, you know, for me, it makes sense to be dropping songs as singles and then kind of eventually wrapping them up into an EP. Mm. Um, I would love to do an album. I have so many concepts and ideas for albums, so I'm not opposed to that, but I think for right now, I'm just kind of exploring my sound and exploring, um, you know, what kind of artistry I want to present and, 
so yeah, singles it is for now. And, um, we'll kind of wrap those up into EPs as we go, but that's, it's, it's crazy how streaming has just changed the game. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's still like streaming is cool and the singles work. And it was definitely a thing that really panned out during the pandemic because nobody could get out and play live. But I think, especially with the younger, even, even with the younger musicians, CDs are still that benchmark. They're like that bench career benchmark where it's like, I'm a musician. I want to release an album because that's totally benchmark that a lot of musicians want to hit. Now in 10 years, is it going to be a benchmark? Maybe not. I don't know, but you know, it's one of those things where you just never know because. Yeah. And I I think it too, just depends on, you know, timing back to that same Mm -hmm. thing. I'm sounding like a broken record here, but um, you know, getting myself established, (laughs) my goal right now is like, I want to just put stuff out so people can get to know me Mm -hmm. and at some point though, it'll be like, okay, I'm ready for that next step, yep. which will be the album. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so kind of moving forward, I know you've got a, a fundraising event coming up uh, this month as well. I definitely want to talk about that. We'll get to that here in a second. But as far as more, uh, you've got the new single drop in August 12th. Have you kind of already started planning out the rest of the year or you, do you just kind of want to get to August 12th and then you'll figure out the rest? Oh, I have plans. <laughs> I have plans. Um, yeah, it's crazy how long it honestly takes sometimes to get everything in place to have enough runway for the promo and yeah. just all of that. So um, there will be more coming. But yeah, right now I'm focused on Still a Child. I'm focused on live shows. And I'm also focused on this um, Feed the Soul virtual yeah. charity tour. So thank you for bringing it up. Um oh, yes it's cool back to what I was saying earlier about my mission. My mission really is to kind of feed the soul. And if you Mm -hmm. think about like a dinner party, some people have people over to um, entertain and to be a good host. And they just want to like entertain people. But for me, like I want to put food in your belly. And so um, I'm doing this feed the soul charity tour with a lot of um, different charities and organizations that help address the hunger crisis in the United States. Um, it's crazy because like we grew up watching these little ads and promos about hunger in other countries. And it's like, the stuff is happening in our own country and me living in Los Angeles now, like I see it every day, like mm-hmm. right outside of where I live, there's just such a stark contrast. So, um, on August 23rd, I'm doing an event with no kid hungry. I'm really excited. They, um, specifically address child hunger in America and, um, yeah, we're going to be, I'll be playing some songs and, um, just talking about the cause and hopefully get some people to contribute and, and help out with the cause. For sure. And you said it's virtual hundred, it'll be, yes. on, uh, where are you, where will you be streaming? Will it be Twitch, YouTube. So uh, it will or- be on my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we will be streaming there. It's at Kelador music. If mm-hmm. you want to go find me and make sure that you're available. I'll share more of my stories about it and on my feed, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get on the Twitch game. I mean, you guys are killing it with the Twitch game. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, I mean, we're still young as far as Twitch goes, but, and like musicians are definitely doing really big things here, but the podcast yeah. side of things, it's a little different. I tr- kind of straddle two different worlds and it's like, 
trying, mm-hmm. trying really hard, but you know. Um, no, that's good though. I mean, you've got to diversify the media, you know, yeah. you've got to have all of the platforms. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, and it's really cool. Like when I first saw that you were doing a virtual fundraiser, like essentially a virtual food drive, uh, yeah. which is really cool. I, I definitely wanted to talk about that because I think more philanthropy in music is much needed, you know, just kind of musicians doing what they love for a cause that they really support is the best thing musicians can do at this point, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like music just, it brings so much connection and inspiration. And I think it can just bring us together in our humanity. And so sometimes it's like, maybe there's someone sitting and listening to their headphones and they Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, like I'm not alone, but it's like, Hey, well, what are we going to do about it? (laughs) You know, let's, let's get some action behind it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like a good time. I'm going to have to check it out. I'll have to, I'm pretty sure I'm already following you on Instagram, but I tend to be really bad when I'm posting like, the promo <laughs> for this. I'll tag them and then it's like, oh, I probably should just follow them at that moment. But usually it's after the podcast where it's like, I go back and follow them. Oh, you're fine. You're totally yeah. fine. But that's really cool. It's, um, you know, I, I'm always down to support a good cause. And as far as I know you kind of mentioned that you remember growing up seeing the commercials for uh, supporting kids in other countries that were starving and, you know, yeah, you know, all that stuff. Was there, was that the main driver why you decided to do a essentially a food drive or did you have like a more personal tie? You know, I, I do have some personal ties with, um, I actually have a family member who is homeless. Um, and so I think just kind of seeing firsthand some of those, things and and it's more of a distant relative but it's you know when you know somebody who has been through that it makes it a lot more Mm -hmm. real and then you know just also I think moving to Los Angeles where you see it and and I think you know like there's been a lot of stuff going on in the country and in the world and I think people are kind of noticing some of these disparities and and I've been um, very involved in like diversity and inclusion initiatives in the past. And I think um, it does just, it's like a basic human right to be able to like have food and water. Mm. And it's just, yeah, I I think it's something that when you see it every day, it's like, okay, let's, let's do something. And this is one where like, there are solutions, like no kid hungry, they have solutions to these problems. So it's like a really easy way to get involved because we know how to address it. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, before we kind of move on to the next topic, when is the uh, fundraiser again for everybody out there listening? August 23rd, 6 PM Pacific time. Um, check out Kelador music and, yeah, I'm excited to just have fun and say hi to everyone and raise some money for No Kid Hungry. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. Ed, before we, sorry, I meant to ask this earlier. Are you the, are you working with anyone, any other musicians for this or is it just you going? Right now it's just me. Um, I would love to eventually scale it up and Mm -hmm. work with some other people. 
Um, so if you're listening and you are interested, <laughs> send me a DM. Um, but yeah, right now it's just me. Awesome. Gotcha. Perfect. So you got the new single coming out August 12th. You got the virtual fundraiser. You've obviously dedicated a lot of time to music and, you know, just biz like works. I'm going to call it work stuff for lack of better terms. Yeah. But yeah. When you need to step back and take a moment for yourself, what are some hobbies that you have? What do you do outside of music? I am such a dog person. <laughs> so a lot of the time it consists going to the beach or going to the dog park or going on a hike with my dog and with my husband. And we just get out and, you know, roam around. And um, I'm also, I'm becoming a big foodie because in Los Angeles, there's so many options and so many like authentic cuisine. So um, yeah, I would say eating good food, getting out in the sun, running around with my dog. Um, lately, I've been really into puzzles. Like that sounds so lame, but I have been getting so into puzzles lately. Like we got this puzzle that, um, well, we've got a couple and like, I will, I'm not kidding you stay up till like 2 AM because I cannot stop puzzling. And I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> hey, it keeps your brain fresh. It keeps your mind fresh and active. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it kind of keeps the, um, you know, I, I listen to way too many podcasts talking about how people kind of fall into routines and that's kind of the, uh, what sparks like Alzheimer's and all these like mental oh. disorders and stuff. So like kind of falling into these routines, Interesting. when you go to work, you take the same way every day. And then every Saturday you go to the grocery store at seven. Oh, you know, yeah. And so just kind of shaking it up kind of keeps your brain from atrophying essentially wow okay well now i'm not gonna feel lame about it yeah, <laughs> i'm keep keeping puzzling. my brain sharp keep, keep doing it <laughs> that's ultimately why i started doing wordle i just kept hearing everybody oh. saying like oh wordle this wordle that and i'm like yeah okay uh, and i played it one day and i was like oh this is interesting and i'm so bad at wordle oh my gosh have you I'm tried not- Dordle or Quirtle, or they have all the like other multiple ones. Have you tried I've those? Seen them, but I've not actually done anything with them. Like I've not, okay, yeah. It's like yeah. everybody keeps asking me, "Oh, you're you're into music? Have you played Hurdle yet?" And I'm like, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that's just going to make me look stupid because I'm like I have an idea. It's like they play a second of a song and then I got to try and guess what song it is. No. Oh. Oh my gosh it's like a game show yeah it is but yeah keeping your brain brain sharp you know nice. all these course, little things of course you mentioned that you like to snowboard and that that's definitely the denver side of things um yes it, there's not much snowboarding in southern california right you got to go no so i actually did just go to big bear lake which is only two hours away from me and i think they have like some skiing i'm doing air quotes for people who can't see the video um (laughs) because you know when you're coming from the rocky mountains like some of these places in southern california are like well that's like a bunny hill but you know we'll take it so in theory you could go surfing and skiing in the same day in california um but you'd have to drive and i i think like tahoe probably has better skiing but i've never been up there for skiing i've been up there for 
summertime boating activities, but yeah. Um, that's but yeah, funny. outdoor stuff is fun. And, um, I'm like a beach girl at heart. Like as, as much as I love the mountains, I also did live in Florida for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and all my family's originally from Florida. So like the beach is just my happy place. <laughs> now also having spent t- several years in Florida, where in Florida did you live? So, um, New Smyrna beach mm-hmm. is, do you know where that is? It's like South yeah. of Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. So all my family is originally from like Sanford, Daytona. I have family all over kind of central, like Orlando. Um, But yeah, New Smyrna Beach was where I lived. So I lived in Orlando for six months. I did. I did an intern. I interned for Disney when I was in college. So I lived for six months. And then my parents, they live in South Florida. Well, they keep calling it South Florida, but it's like, it's West Palm beach. So how South. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I stayed with them for a couple or a few months on and off, like right after college. And then I Uh lived in Tallahassee for two years. Oh my goodness. Okay. So cool. Are you an FSU fan then? Um, yeah. Like I don't watch a lot of college sports, but when I do, it's usually FSU. So, okay. See, because... I'm a big Gator fan. So, oh, that's right. you know, I... we might, that's all right. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's funny because everybody like, so I went to Southern Illinois university. That's uh, so I'm a Saluki, but it's like, until we had the ESPN app, I could never watch any Saluki sports. So it's just, Oh like, yeah. Okay, My yeah. default. You're like, Oh yeah. My yeah. mom, she was, um, the captain of the Gatorettes. So okay. she twirled fire batons on the nice. football field at the swamp. So I was just like forced to be a Gator fan, but yeah. it's so fun to go to games down South. And that's so cool. You lived in Florida too, for a little bit. Um, yeah. I was actually just there last week. I oh, was nice. in uh, like just outside of Destin with okay. my family. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good place. It's one of those things. I'm not a fan of Tallahassee whatsoever. Tallahassee is probably <laughs> not a lot worst, there. It's probably the worst part of Florida. But <laughs> if I could, I'd go. I'd go south. Like if I could live in like Tampa or somewhere in that area, Ooh. I'd probably be. I'd be down with that. So yeah, I've heard Tampa is growing a lot and like becoming yeah. a really cool kind of hub. So yeah, yeah, especially for music, they've got all kinds of cool stuff going on there. So. Oh, fun! That's awesome. But. Before we kind of wrap this thing up, we have a fun little game that we play with everybody that comes on the podcast. Oh. This is called Rapid Fire Randomness. Ah. So I have a <laughs> random question generator sitting in front of me. It asks all sorts of questions from funny to insightful to deep to, you know, okay. whatever it is. So if you're ready, I'm going to fire off 10 random questions at you and you just answer them as quickly as you can. Oh my gosh. Okay. Am I doing like a one word thing or am I just like, no, just few, whatever comes few, to mind. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. I, I lay out all these rules, but I really don't enforce them by <laughs> any means. I'm getting so, nervous. So I'm going to just ask you 10 random questions and we're going to go from there. Great. Okay. Let's right. do it. What is a life lesson that you learned from your mother that changes your perspective on life? Ooh, to make friends, get people talking about themselves. That's the best advice. I mean, she's she's given me so much good advice, but I would say that, yeah. What is your life's slogan or tagline? Um, 
Don't believe in your own legend. If you could watch back your dreams, but it had to be in front of your entire family, would you do it? Yeah, I would. But my dreams are insane. My dreams are so weird. I could go on about it, but I'm not going to waste your time. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think everybody's dreams are weird, to be fair. Fair, uh, fair. You're right. If you could have anything come out of a pinata for your birthday, what would you pick? Goldfish and chocolate. I was going to ask you to clarify, like, actual goldfish or like, the crackers, <laughs> but you, then you added on the chocolate, and I was like, okay. If you it, eat those together, like, not at the same time, but, like, have goldfish and then have chocolate, yeah, your life uh, will be changed. What is a kid's movie that still scares you to this day? Um, okay, I don't know if this is a kid's movie, and it's pretty recent, but have you seen The House? on netflix is it the uh, is it the animated no I'm <laughs> yeah it's it's um okay it's so scary i can't watch the first thing there's like three different stories yeah. i cannot watch the first one and it's kind of like fantastic mr fox style it's like stop motion puppets okay i literally have to like let out a scream when i see that playing because it's terrifying and i don't know if it is made for kids but that's the first thought that came to my head. That's fair. That's fair. Who is the most emotionally and wait a minute, what the hell is that? Who is the most emotionally <laughs> healthy person that you know? Oh, um, my therapist. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe my mom, probably my mom, but then I'm like my therapist. But right. you know, that's her job. <laughs> <laughs> As it, or what is the best way you could draw a crowd? Ooh, like, I mean, yeah. I gotta say singing. Like, I gotta say that, like playing a killer show. Cool. What is your favorite sports movie? Oh, um, ooh. All I can think of is the Mighty Ducks, but that's not my favorite. Maybe the blind side. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Johnny Tsunami for some reason. <laughs> Do I look like a Johnny Tsunami fan? I'm like, well, I think I you, did watch that. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things when you said you could surf or snowboard in California on the same day. I was like, maybe I should. I need to, I need to watch it. It's been years. So I'll go watch that. Oh man. I don't know why that popped into my Johnny head. Tsunami. That's a classic. It's not even like a sports movie. I don't think. I, whatever. I mean, I think it could be considered, but this is the random game. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Would you rather be stuck in a library and have the ability to speed read or stuck in a, stuck in a casino and only have $10,000 to play for the rest of your life? Um, a library for sure. Okay. Caffeine is now an illegal drug. How screwed are you? Um, I honestly drink a lot of soda, but I feel like I could get caffeine free soda. So probably not too screwed. Okay. What do you think about in bed before you fall asleep? Um, my music career. <laughs> I literally just lie awake thinking about 
all the things I have to do because it is so much work to be an artist, but it's great. And I'm so lucky I get to. For sure. And we're going to ask two more questions because I accidentally flipped forward and I saw the next one and I'm going to ask the next one as well. You're good. What is the, what movie has inspired you the most? Um, I really love Shawshank Redemption. I mean, that's like the number one movie of all time that's listed on IMDb, but it's also for a reason. Like it's a powerful story. For sure. And then... You have to choose Chipotle or Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Chipotle is good, but Chick-fil-A, I literally will eat multiple times a week if I could. Fair. Because, and I also keep the Chick-fil-A packets in my refrigerator at home. And anytime I make like potatoes or yeah. like anything that I could dip it, I will use chicken. If I like grilled chicken at home, I will yeah. use Chick-fil-A packets That's for funny. the sauce. The way yeah. a lot of people feel about Chick-fil-A, I feel the same way about Popeyes. Popeyes, really? I love Popeyes. Popeyes. <laughs> and then if I can get it, Bojangles. Like Florida's really the only oh, place. Oh my gosh. If I can get it, Bojangles, but Popeyes the default. So you're like comfort food, you know? Yes. That's yes. all it is. It's comfort food. So to each their own. But I don't know. I don't think Popeyes could be chick-fil-a in my book well it was one of those things i never grew up eating chick i didn't get chick-fil-a until i went to college like okay it was one of those deals where i was living in the dorms and yeah. a chick-fil-a person came around like hey free chicken sandwich uh during uh -huh. finals week and i was like okay i've never had chick-fil-a but okay you know yeah and I okay went and had it and i was just like oh it's a chicken sandwich. Okay. Well, you know, I felt the same way about in and out for a long time because it was so hyped up mm -hmm. that when I finally had it, I was like, wait, this is it. Now I like in and out but it wasn't something that was like worth the hype. So I could imagine if you constantly people like, oh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, and then you yeah. have it, you're like, what's a big deal? Yeah. I will say though, I feel like they just have good, quick service. Yeah. So that's always, you know, a bonus. Great. I will say though, they're <laughs> waffle fries. Nobody can yeah. compete with their waffle fries. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Wait, what's your order from Popeyes? Uh, it's usually the chicken sandwich. Like oh, okay. my, mild chicken sandwich with their uh, may mayonnaise or whatever their sauce is. And then their seasoned fries. And okay. That, that's the order. Keep it classic. Yes. Well, that always. was fun. That was a fun game. Glad we did the bonus. Yes. I, I've, I accidentally moved it forward and I was like, you know what? We're going to ask this random question. It's going to take two seconds to answer at the, so. And then we go off on a tangent and it's fine. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Uh, yeah. For anybody that wants to check out your music, anything you got going on, where's the best place to find that? Yep. So at Kellador music is my Instagram at Kellador is my TikTok and Twitter. I mean, between those two usernames, you should find me on any platform. Um, and then yeah, on Spotify, um, keep an eye out for still a child coming out and hopefully it heals your soul and your childlike nature. And, <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast chatting with you as well. And, um, thanks for listening to those who listen. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. And then, Kel, as a last little parting piece of advice, what is, what's some advice you have for the young musicians out there? Know your purpose. Figure out, like, 
what's the point for you? Because being an artist is so much more than just, oh, I want people to listen to me. You know, you've got to figure out your why and that's going to help you get through all of the ups and downs of this type of career. So um, just know your purpose. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Know your purpose. Well, Kel, thank you so much for hanging out with us once again. Really appreciate it. It's been an absolute blast and hopefully we'll have you back on uh, in the future for the Anything you got coming back on, just feel free to reach out or have Anna reach out and we'll, we'll yeah. get it scheduled. And uh, just a couple of quick side notes for anybody that's tuning in or still hanging out with us. Uh, we are Our podcasts will be every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays here on Twitch, and then they will be released the next morning. And then, of course, uh, November 17th, we have our pancreatic cancer fundraiser. Uh, it'll be a 24-hour podcasting mm. stream. And so anybody that's interested in checking that out, just kind of stay tuned for details. Live and Amplified everywhere, all the socials. I'm doing my best to get all our socials the same. It's not easy, but we'll get there eventually. Um, and then, of course, liveandamplified.net. But once again, Kel, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out, and we will catch you all later.